Have you heard me talk about GapArborSupply.com? That's not much of a surprise because, well, first off, they're one of my sponsors. But do you know how they became one of my sponsors? You might think they called me up and said, hey, we'll pay you to put our name on your podcast or website or whatnot. Well, that's not how it happened at all. I actually found out about GapArborSupply.com through some of the climbers that I follow on Instagram. And one day, ZigZagMan said that they were having a deal, so I chose to give them a go. Man, am I happy that I did. I bought from them and was super impressed with their customer service, the pricing, and all the benefits you get from the other companies out there, really. What did I get? Well, I got two-day free shipping on orders over $100. I got very competitive pricing. I found that when I called and talked to both Ray and Kyle, they knew exactly what I was looking for. They understood terms that were common in the industry. And on top of all of that, they had experience from talking to local climbers about what it was that was working, wasn't working, what might fit my style, and what might not. They understand small tree service companies as well as large ones. So if you're looking for a supplier that understands you and knows how to help you, Give GapArborSupply.com a go. If you don't find what you're looking for on their website, don't sweat it. Give them a call. They might have it in store. It just may not be listed yet on their site. You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. And join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey everybody, welcome back to Elevated Office. This is Season 2, Episode 8, and my name, of course, is Eric McGrew with Eric's Tree Service in Montrose, Colorado, as well as Elevated Office videos and podcasts. And today, oh man, we're going to start a series of podcast uh, episodes that are about how I climb. Um, I gotta say, this is a bit awkward for me for a couple of reasons. Um, first off, I don't think I'm the world's best climber by any stretch of the imagination. So it's a bit awkward for me in that sense. But also on top of that, um, trying to explain concepts of climbing in a podcast can be slightly difficult. So I am going to do my best to illustrate them and explain them as clearly as possible for you guys and gals and everybody to understand. Uh, I hope that you guys find this 
beneficial, and we are about to get started. But before we do, I've got to give a huge shout out to one of my listeners. So my listener um, on the podcast, I just lost his info here. Bear with me. And he he has actually specifically asked me to do this episode, and his name is Alex Govinetio. I think is his name from New York. So, Alex, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you find this beneficial as well. So, let's get into it. The one thing that I've been asked to do recently is I've been asked to go back to doing the gear reviews. Um, So many people liked and... I'm going to step away from the camera. Don't go away. Hold on. Oh, I don't have them in here. Um, so my, the review I'm going to do today is over the clip and step boots by Arb Pro um, to get the episode started with. So the clip and step boots are good and they have some definite cons all at the same time um the clip and step boots are really good for climbing in i really like them but they do deteriorate kind of fast and there are some key engineering reasons for that that i won't go too in depth for but the reality of it is you can't have the pros of the grip and traction they give you without having some of the cons of them deteriorating somewhat faster than normal footwear would. So for instance, the um, the base of the shoe, the sole, is very soft rubber and it's a composite that's designed for trees. And um, that gives you a lot of grip, but it also is a very soft durometer that deteriorates when you're walking on concrete and asphalt and things and stuff like that for the clip and set boots. So that being said, um, if you're expecting to get like normal walking wear and work boot wear out of them, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. That's just something you should know. Also on top of all of that, you have the fact that the sole is applied to a foam core and that foam core is very pliable and it moves a lot so that when the tree is like at this angle and your foot's at a different angle, it, it conforms to it and it gives you a greater contact patch with a lesser amount of area, if that makes any sense. So um, the, they have really good grip even in very awkward positions in a tree because you can't always get your foot exactly parallel to the stem, um, especially at very steep angles. So that being said, they move a lot and they're very pliable, but that foam also is fairly um, subject to, to tearing and, and separating. So once again they come apart a little bit faster than normal shoes would. So don't get, you know, if you're going into it with the expectation that your Arb Pro Clip and Step boots are going to last as long as like your ground work boots, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you're going into it to get the maximum performance out of your climbing, 
then I think that they're really great boots for that. They have a nice stiff shank in them so you can stand on spikes and spurs for long periods of time and they don't make your feet go numb as quickly. Eventually your feet will still get that tingling in it and all that kind of stuff, um, but they're good for a long long period of time in the tree and also um, standing in crotches you know, you have a crotch in your foot's like this and it wants to fold over. The stiff shank helps you keep your foot flat and take re- alleviate some of that pressure that often comes along with poorly shanked boots when you're standing in crotches for long periods of time. Um, they can be a bit stiff on your feet when you're walking on the ground with them, so keep that in mind. They have fairly um, rugged uppers that are thinner. So yeah, it, it, if you drop something on your feet, you'll know it. <laughs> but they allow your feet to move. It's kind of like a weird mix between a boot that's made for um, rock climbing and work at the same time, right? So they have some benefits to them for sure. Um, And they really enhance your climbing in my opinion. Now, here's the con. The biggest con I have about these stupid Arb Pro Clip and Step boots, and I do, do use the word stupid with a reason. The strap that's supposed to make them so special that the carabiner clips through for your knee ascender is not reliable. Um, multiple people have told me that the heads of the bolts that hold the straps in, because it's a barrel nut, um, they the the head shears off and the strap lets go while you're in rope walking and you're in ascent. It happened to me. So I was rope walking. I had my knee ascender, my Hosvelix clipped to with a carabiner to the the strap on the boot. And as I stepped down, the um, the strap, the bolts, they sheared off. The strap let go. I fell forward, and my hand was on the rope right here, and I busted my lip open. Um, not great by any means. So what I do now is I run a recoil foot loop. Um, which by the way is super stellar if you haven't tried the foot the recoil foot loops definitely go on their website recoil.com and buy them i'm not sponsored to say that i just really like them so um yeah it's the the r pro clip and set boots the boots themselves are great i just don't know that i would buy the r pro over the evos i've never run the evos so i can't really state anything on those particularly but I would imagine they're very similar and a lot of people have said they like the Evos. So I hope that kind of gives you an idea on the R Pro Clip and Step Boots, okay? So that's the review of the product for this episode, the R Pro Clip and Step Boots. Now let's get into how I climb. Um, once again, very awkward for me to talk about this because, hey Ricardo, because it's a little bit challenging for me to describe how I climb when it really depends on each tree. But in this episode, we're going to talk about broad canopy trees. So let's think of them as, um, hey Michael, thanks for stopping by guys. I, I really appreciate all the support. Um, We're talking about how I climb in broad canopy trees. So let's consider something like um, a maple 
Um, an oak would be the same thing. Out here I have plains cottonwoods. Um, so they get up to around 100 foot tall. They often have, depending, sorry, <coughs> depending on the height, the width may be, you know, anywhere between 30 and 85 feet in diameter, 80 foot in diameter. They get really big. Um, so you often have a central lead that goes up and it only goes up about two thirds. And from that, you have large upper canopy branches that come off and they sprawl out everywhere plus the sprawling lower canopy and central canopy branches. In that case, um, I pretty much always climb SRT. I almost never uh, use moving rope system as my main system. I don't have anything against moving rope system. I know a lot of guys climb that way and they like it. I find that moving rope system is just more setup that's annoying to me and slower. And through the years, I have found ways to climb SRT as efficiently, in my opinion, as moving rope system. So that's just something to keep in mind is that I am definitely in um, the, the aspect of SRT or SRS or whatever you want to call it these days much more so than moving rope system. Now, that being said, I pretty much always climb with a hand ascender and a revolver um, carabiner on me for ro- uh, limb walking because when I'm limb walking, I tend to go out on a branch and then I clip the um, the carabiner and hand ascender on and run the rope through it and then I can pull myself back in easily without much effort it becomes a three to one and that is something that's fairly practical and reasonable and doesn't take up much space on my saddle does not add a whole lot of weight and it eliminates the need for moving rope system issues of pulling twice as much tail through redirects and things like that okay so that's why i um find that srs srt is in a lot of ways equal or better in my opinion for climbing for me than moving rope system now um i am super analytical and i definitely believe that the idea of slow is fast and fast is slow is is true so i mean that's relative you can't be too slow or you're just slow that's that's just a fact but before i even start working the tree at all before i start walking up and setting a line whatever i think is the ideal anchor point whether it be for a basil or a top anchor or whatever i evaluate the tree from every angle and make sure i'm not missing yet one other that might be better And then I look for secondary good options. So I find my first and my second good option for tying into because the first option may be impractical to hit from the ground in a reasonable amount of time. Um, So I analyze, is it worth fighting for that ideal crotch originally? Or is it better just to get in the tree and then get to the ideal crotch from inside the tree? So that's dependent on the tree itself, of course, and um, what you're try- how you're climbing and what you're trying to do in the tree. Also, um, I-, I tend to work real hard 
at not just looking at the easiest access to the tree, but looking for the ideal positioning in the tree to do the broad work that I need and always looking for the area to get to the maximum amount of tree work done from one point, right? So, um, of course, I use lots of redirects. Uh, if I am climbing by myself, which I do a lot, I will use um, like speed line slings with carabiners and I will sling them and make my own false crotch redirects instead of running all my rope through redirects because sometimes it's just faster and it's just the safe, it's just easier, gives you more versatility, okay? So um, also I try to, before I set my line, I try to evaluate how much rope I actually need to get to the maximum areas that are practical from where I'm going to be anchored in at. And I only pull that line plus a little bit more. The less, um, the, the least amount of tail I have to pull through an area is the less amount of time I'm wasting and the less energy I'm wasting on things that potentially could have been avoided, if that makes any sense. So that's definitely key to me, is making sure that I am finding a way to create a active system that is efficient. Efficiency is key to me. Um, efficiency el- eliminates fatigue. It eliminates uh, potential dangers. It eliminates the issues of being stuck, which, I mean, let's face it, no matter how good of a climber we are, there are those potentials if we don't prethink things. So, and it also eliminates me wasting money because I'm wasting time. So, um, and if you get fatigued, fatigue becomes a safety factor, right? So anything that you can eliminate those kind of aspects with is is what I'm looking for. And so one of the things I really like to do is try to keep my climb side of my line as short as possible and, but long enough to do the work that I need. If I'm, if I'm only going to be reaching out with redirects and everything, a total of, 100 feet, why am I going to use the side of my rope that's 180 feet? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. So um, I work real hard to make sure that those are in balance. And um, sometimes like when I get out on a far area of a a cottonwood, which is a poplar variety, um, the branches aren't super stable or they're not super... um, you can't be overly confident in them. So I use the speed line slings like a nylon loop runner with carabiners and I will girth two or three branches and I will run my rope through all three of them to create a more stabilized anchor point to work that side of the canopy over there instead of trying to find just a specific crotch that I'm using to um stay with us we'll be right back you love listening to podcasts but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast maybe you want to build a brand grow your business 
or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. To run all my rope through. It's faster, it's easier, it's more effective, and it's just as safe, right? So um, that's something that I do a lot of is setting up false crotches and running my line through that and then I descend off of that and work the canopy on that side and then come back. Um, another big factor to my climbing in particular is that I like to climb with two long lanyards and those lanyards are usually around 20 foot long and those lanyards are really handy because they become moving rope systems when I do need them for work positioning. So instead of feeding a whole bunch of line through another crotch, bringing it back and then setting up an M rig or a V rig or whatever you want to call it, I frequently will use my climb line as one leg because it's SRT. So I have it on my Akimbo or I have it on my rope runner. And then I will throw a long lanyard over another branch and that becomes the other leg of the V-Rig. And the great thing about that is, is that with like a um, Prusik knot or a Zillin, I can easily adjust the way that I'm moving around. I can pull myself over and pendulum easily, more easily. And... Um, when I'm in a really broad, broad canopy, or if I'm working between two trees, I do have a captain hook, a DMM captain hook that I use, that I will use on the end of my climb line or on the end of one of my lanyards as a method to get out to where I want to set the V-Rig. And then I'll throw the line over and set that, and then I take the captain hook off because it's not life rated, it's not considered your fall protection. You never want to climb on it solely. I always keep my SRT line taut and connected, and I do that a lot. Um, I don't waste time pruning uh, with the handsaw when I have a chainsaw that'll work and it can be done for the health of the tree. Um, I definitely don't waste time pulling out the chainsaw and trying to crank it all the time if I am going to um, be able to do it faster and more controlled with a handsaw. So I usually run a silky uh, Zubat or Zubot or whatever you want to call it and it works pretty good. The, the only thing about that is is that like any saw, sometimes they fit better or not in crotches, and sometimes it's just easier to use a chainsaw. So I do have an Echo 2511T that I run. I have a, a Steel 201, and then I also have a Steel 193 that I, I use all of those. I also have the Husky, what is that thing called? The 536LIXP battery operated saw, um, the cordless. But... I find that I don't use that saw a ton because I 
do a lot of jobs where the houses don't have outside power sources like outside outlets and I forget a lot to charge those at night and so I, I don't have pa- you know battery packs for my husky even though it is super handy not to be you know standing on a super brittle and flimsy branch trying to to get your saw cranked right i mean it's it's handy not to have to fight with that so the the um husky is definitely a good option if you have one um i don't know about the new steel saw i haven't run the steel battery saw um i am interested in comparing it i do like the power of the husky though just know they do clutch out a little bit if you get into about two-thirds of the length of the bar it'll start to clutch out on you um, a little bit more so uh, I use the husky um, like cottonwoods and elms I don't have too much of a problem with on things like junipers and pinion pine and ponderosa pine it gets a little bit more complicated so um, I, I don't like to use it as much on those and I do run two lanyards that are long. So I run a Tri-Tech lanyard that is, um, it, it's set up right now with a, is it a nut or a canut, a canut or whatever, Prusik, um, K-N-U-T. And that allows me to adjust it in slow increments as I want to use it as a moving rope system from time to time for positioning or to adjust and let out and whatever. And so that goes back to efficiencies. A lot of times I will always keep my climb line and one lanyard positioned in a place that I find to be the most optimal. And then I will leave it you know, connect it all the time and I'll just let out on the, the Prusik knot or I have a Zillin on the, um, whatever that rope that the Zillin comes with because I just haven't cut it off yet. It's working okay, but I'm going to run a Tri-Tech lanyard through the Zillin eventually as well because I don't like the rope on the Zillin, but, um, <clears throat> I, I will set my lanyard on a branch somewhere so that I have my two automatic tie-in points and then I'll use my other lanyard as a positioning point to get me just moved closer to that branch and I can make quick cuts and things without having to reset my lanyards all the time. Um, I only use the second lanyard as a positioning lanyard when I need it to hold me close to a specific area that's outside of you know that relative degree of maybe 15 or 20 degrees from vertical because um, it gets hard to hold yourself in a, in a stable position like that sometimes. Um, and I often climb trees that my tie-in point, my you know central tie-in point is below my saddle level. It's just how it is out here. You don't have many options in these trees, especially willows and things. You just have to deal with it. You, you understand and expect the fall factor. You don't like it, but you just live with it. And because of that, I also run pole saws a lot. So my favorite pole saw to climb with is a silky Zubat pole saw. I have the seven foot that extends to 13 foot, if I remember correctly. And I run a, um, I, I swap blades out 
So I have an expert blade, you know, pro saw blade. And I also have a um, fine tooth blade. So if I'm doing a lot of deadwooding, instead of crawling all over a tree that's got really spindly branches and stuff, that's just hard to finagle yourself out there and get in position, I just use the pole saw. It's so much faster. Um, it's not always convenient or comfortable, but it is faster. And you can, if once you practice with the pole saw for a bit, you can get really good at cutting close to the the collars without cutting the collar. And um, you can get used to the undercut and then the overcut for snap offs and different things like that. So. Um, depends on the kind of tree once again I don't use a pole saw needlessly but I found early on I was struggling to get out to cut things that I just really didn't need to struggle to get out there to cut so depends on the kind of work you're doing if you're doing big deadwooding of course a pole saw is probably not the option for you so of course I'd be using you know chainsaws like the 2511 or my 201 or my 193 and if it's small enough maybe my handheld silky zubat right now i'm also running a jameson handsaw that i was given by gap supply.com they do sponsor the show so they um they sponsor me and they help me with some things to give reviews on and things and it's working pretty good there's some pros and cons to that saw for sure i will do a review on that saw in another episode but it's it's working all right um but the key go-to things for me are always having extra nylon loop runners on my saddle and carabiners for um, faults crotching and redirecting. Um, on these big cottonwoods out here, you'll have expanses where there's not a branch for like 20 foot, 15 foot, sometimes even 12 foot, um, something like that. and there's nothing real good to grab onto to get up it's it's just at a steep enough angle that i can't grab it with my hands and put my feet around it and monkey up but it's too much of an angle to um but it's not enough of a a vertical to tie a, a rope in as a as a climb so you would try to do that with your lanyard or whatever it might be and um, I found that that's just a challenge a lot of times. So once again, using the um... stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost ten years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast, which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com, or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. the nylon loop runners you can put two of them together girth hitch wrap it around the stump and you can set a foot hold to get you up high enough to get to the next thing or something so they're super super handy also two of them wrapped together two of them girth hitched together you can carabine them around small branches that you don't want to fall straight down but you don't need rigging rope for 
and then you can girth hitch one and then wrap the other with a carabiner around and cut it and it falls and it hangs so that you can undo them and drop them to the ground more controlled. So I always have loop runners on me. Uh, I carry a couple of different sizes. Most of them are 28 inches or 24 inches, something like that. Um, let's see what else. It, um, so I, I always carry my hand ascender and a carabiner that like a revolver for sure. It just comes in so handy for so many different factors. Um, I like to climb with my handsaw strapped to my leg. I know a lot of people don't like that. I'm running currently the notch talon leg mounts. I am interested in the arbor pod or arb pod or whatever they're called. I'd like to see how those run. But um, I do like those. I find them to be super, super handy. And I, I hate fighting to find my uh, scabbard behind me while I am climbing. It's much more convenient on my leg. I currently am also running a modified recoil light reach lanyard on my handsaw, which everybody's like, oh, don't run a lanyard on your handsaw. Well, the thing this is, the thing with this one is, I've modified it, and it's a breakaway lanyard, but I've never had it come loose while I was actually using a handsaw. It's only come loose once it's gotten caught on a branch or something, and I have it set up so the recoil of the lanyard end goes toward the saw, not toward me. So that's been super handy and helpful. Um, I When I do run spikes, currently I'm running some Buckingham steel spikes with the Buckingham um, lower Velcro straps, which are great. And I run the Weaver Pro Cool upper pads on the on the spikes which I love I actually have the weaver cups in them and they fit great they mount great it's it's a really nice setup they keep my shins a lot cooler the wide four inch velcro strap around the back of my calf doesn't dig in at all it's just super handy I really really like it um and then I run a fanner protos helmet with Cena or Santa, whatever integrated in it. Um, I ha I'm just running the SMH10, and that works pretty well. Uh, I did just recently get the uh, integrated glasses, safety glasses from Fanner as well for the helmet, which are really nice. Um, I'll do a review on that, but totally, totally worth the money. So do that, and. I mean, as far as climbing that kind of stuff, I don't know what else to really say about it other than, um, you know, I, I, I use a lot of mix of physical just grabbing and pendulum out, you know, like kind of monkeying up branches and stuff versus like mechanical three to ones and things. I do both. It just really dep depends on the setup. Now, one thing I did do recently that's great, that's been super helpful, is I started running a um, Petzl uh, swivel on my Zillin on my lanyard, and that's been super handy uh, because it keeps it oriented better, keeps it from binding, and it also helps prevent the side-loading issue on the Zillins that can come from it being cinched up against the tree. Oh, and I guess I should mention I'm wearing a 
I am climbing in a tree motion Evo saddle. I have the bridge is separate and I have two large DMM swivels. I like the large swivels because you can fit three carabiners in them um, per swivel. And I have them oppositely oriented. So the one that I, I have one bridge short for SRT climbing and then I have one longer for work positioning. And the one that's work positioning, the red is on the bridge and the gray is what you connect to. And on the SRT bridge, the short bridge, the gray is connected to the bridge and the red is what you clip into. So it just helps me orient what I'm doing, keep it organized. I run a shim beaner for my saw, the extra large, which I really like for saw management, um, for saw racking and things. And then I also have a Petzl carry tool, which I'm not super fond of, but it does a good enough job for accessory stuff like um, my nylon loop runners and all that kind of stuff hang on that. And then my captain hook and everything hangs in the back. So I only ever have on me probably six pieces of equipment. Recently, I started climbing on an Akimbo, which isn't a terrible device. Um, it's good in a lot of ways. has some definite nuances you have to get used to. I also climb on a rope runner, which I really like the rope runner, but the inconveniences, once again, are super inconvenient. So, uh, which one should you buy? I, I don't know. Um, they both have their severe pros and cons. Rope Runner does do better with wet ropes and um, pitch. The Akimbo does less well with pitch and water. Uh, also, the Akimbo gets very finicky when your rope is less than 90 degrees or vertical. So like when you're on a big stem that's at an angle like maybe 35 or 40 degrees and you're trying to rappel down, the Akimbo can kind of jam and you really have to work it to get it to to give you slack as you're going down. Um, but if you're hanging vertical, it works great. The other thing you need to consider with the Akimbo is um, has a tendency that when it's running right or running well, it fades. So when you are coming down fairly fast and you let off, it'll fade and you have to calculate well for the ground because if you don't, you'll hit the ground not super hard, but harder than you were expecting, and that's not ideal. No, or you just may not stop before touching the ground, like if there's logs under you or whatever, then you want to keep that in mind. Um, anything else? I, I think that's about it for for that. Um, we'll talk about how I spar climb in another episode, but I, I, if you have any questions, please post them. I'd, I'd like to know. I, I, there's a million little things that I'm not thinking of because uh, it's just awkward talking about this with a camera. And I'm not in the tree, which I hopefully will be in the tree and do some videos like this in the future. But I'm trying to do the best I can to answer some of Alex's questions. And I've had like four other people ask me the same thing. How do you climb? Well, it's such a broad question. It's just really complicated. Um, one key that I will say also though, before I forget, and I'll go over this in the next episode that I do, which is about spar climbing and pine tree work. Um, I do like to dull out my spurs a bit. I don't like my spurs to be super sharp when they're sharp. The problem is, is that they t 
tend to dig into too heavy and I'm not a light guy with all my gear and everything I'm probably right now right at 225 pounds and if I have to stand on them for any length of time <laughs> then the the shanks really dig, I mean the spurs really dig in and it's hard to get them out sometimes so there's that oh one other thing that I'd like to mention is that I often set lines three or four times in big trees um, it just makes it more convenient for certain things uh, I can monkey out onto branches and limbs but it makes for awkward work positioning and things so if the branches are substantial enough like they are in a lot of the poplar trees out here or the elm trees I'll set a central line I'll work as much as I can and then I'll set um, a, a, a top anchor line on the outer edge you know about two-thirds out or halfway out on the larger branches and then I can work out from there what I missed from the central and then I'll do that two or three times around the tree and I find it to be a lot faster than trying to just get out to every little piece and um, even with redirect sometimes I find it to be faster to just reset a line especially if it's an open canopy and you can just throw a general line over a big branch it's faster than trying to do a whole bunch of redirects so um <clears throat> uh, hopefully that helps um you know there's so many nuances willows and things are very very different you can't always can't always predict those very well so that's a challenge but i, I mean there could be a whole episode on just willows so that's kind of, in a nutshell, how I climb. Hope it was helpful. Maybe you found some tips in there. Maybe you didn't. Let me know. If you have any questions, please let me know. And please don't forget to stop by and give GapArborSupply.com a go. They have competitive prices with everybody else, even the big name sites out there. They're a small shop. They know their stuff. You want to call, talk to a climber and get actual advice from somebody who climbs in our industry who is an industry professional call gap hour supply um kyle is knowledgeable ray is knowledgeable and um they have free shipping on all orders plus they have free um two-day shipping on orders over a hundred dollars let them know that you heard about them through um elevated office or eric mcgrew as well it, it just helps them know that i'm helping them out um they're Hashtag is off the hinge or Gap Arborist Supply. Once again, that's GapArboristSupply.com. You can um, check out the link in the uh, description of this video. So I want to thank everybody for stopping by and watching this video. Once again, please hit me up. If you have any questions about what I was talking about or if I didn't explain something that you would like to know about, just let me know and, and I'll try to answer that for you. I, I hope that this was coherent enough, but I'm not so sure about that. So don't forget to check out Elevated Office uh, on Anchor.fm or any of your podcast supply areas. And don't forget to um, go to my YouTube channel, which the description will be in the bottom of this video as well on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So thanks, guys. And 
I hope to see you guys in the future. I'll be doing more live videos and we'll talk about more stuff then. Take care. Be safe out there. Bye.